Welcome to Las Vegas. It's the NASCAR Cup Series. Ready to race on this mile and a half track. Good everything, guys. Great car. Have a good day. Work together. That's fun. Finish business here at this place. Let's go out and get it. All right, boys. Have a good year. I'll give you all I got all day. Car on pit road. Ready. Green flag. Green flag. All rolling. Take out the pit road too. Still outside. Bumper. You're cleared. Will and Byron is coming and his teammates in tow. Headlight down. Inside 24. You're in through to three. Two of you. Number. William Byron to the lead. Clear. 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 Allowing. Tight here, bud. Allowing. This sucks. Tight everywhere. Reddick's the only one making the tight wall work. Up 19 spots to 15th position. Asia's got a wall behind you. The paint's off the tires. It got the right rear worse than the right front. That's the one I didn't want to hear. Hey, we got me a little better, but now I'm doing it again. The front's not working. It was tough to me. Green and white checker flag for William Byron. Nice job. I mean, I'm only about six down there. Glad that your quarter still is Clear between them here. Oh, Suarez way tight. Pushes Busher into the wall. You can see the flames come out of Suarez on the bottom. I have pancake the right side hard to this end. Second my right side. I mean, I didn't see anything on the right side here. I'm on front end. See you later. <laughs> Go back to your lane to 10. Change off the tires, never seen no smoke yet. Put it tight, slide the nose. We don't have power. I don't know what to do to make it better, bro. Tightest traffic right now. Five is ripping the top. Really good set of corners right there. Two and a half, same lane. William Byron is going to sweep the stages for the first time in his career. All the way to the line. Nice job. Ready. 94 to go. William Byron is so strong on that bottom. All one line now. Still there. Outside. With you down. Caution, caution, caution. Front stretch. Wrecking behind you. Yellow's out. Logano slides to the grass. 22 in the wall behind you. 22 sweater behind you. Hold on to it. Right side jam. It's defensively hard. It is all transition. Everything. Somebody was going to gamble. Who was that? Denny Hamley wasn't scared. Two tires. Big green start here. Great, great, green. And Hamlin has enough grip to hold the lead. On the apron, half. You're out. Laying on your door. Laying on your door. Still there. Upper, clear, clear. Two right, clear. Right here with him now. Tight. Just terrible here. Just tighter, tighter, tighter. Tight, man. Again, be aggressive with the front end. Get tight back here, but no Total focus here. Kyle Larson out front, just kind of walking away. Almost five back to him now. Nice spin. Keep in your mark. Should be coming back to three. Yeah. Car in the wall up the floor. Cautions out. Cautions out. No one defense up the floor. Ten. It's Eric Almarola. Damn it. What is he doing? We got damage. Oh, yeah. Say road will be open here. Yep, 10 four, we are pitting. Pick of the late hit, if we can stay. If the lead stays, that we said. Yeah, do you agree? I guess. And Truex stays out. Just right here, be ready. Right here.
right side on the jack. And here we go. You're the 24th. Keep it tight if you can. Tight, momentum you. Clear. All clear. William Byron to the lead. Coming to white. Around goes Almendinger, back of the pack. Correct and correct and watch up. We stay green as everybody gets out of the throttle. Here they come to the flag. William Byron. Welcome to TrackSmack here on TrackSmackRadio.com and Facebook Live. I had to change that, Mike. That's right. <laughs> uh, Mike Haig, of course, from RacedaySA.com is here with me. And this is our first official uh, TrackSmack Radio broadcast that we are trying to do live uh, this season. We're uh, going to try some new things, kind of tweaking. You know, it's year 19, right, Mike? Why not? Why not? Yeah, that's what I said. And uh but it's good to be back on with you and uh, good to talk racing again, Don. Uh we're three get this three races into the year now and uh three different winners. We're off to a fast start and uh man, I think the NASCAR season is going to be another good one this year in 2023. Yeah, I I agree with you. We'll be wrapping up the West Coast Swing uh after this weekend. We will be in Phoenix, of course. A uh, great racetrack. Love love to go there. Uh, haven't been since they reconfigured it and I really need to 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 get back out there because I love going to that race, Mike. Uh, of course, the track sits there in Goodyear, Arizona. Yeah. Um and just beautiful setting, uh beautiful drive up there. Uh, it's just and and a f- super fun track. The people there are amazingly fun. Uh that infield gets really really well, and it's not really kind of an infield, I guess, but the camping area that's right wow. there where the track, it, it's, it's just, it's a fun time. It's off the charts fun. So um, good stuff and lots of stuff to talk about, Mike. Um, we're trying some new things. Let's, let's kind of set some ground rules. We don't really have any. Um, <laughs> we're, we're just trying to kind of play around here and see if we can get a little format. And for those folks that still like to listen to the podcast, what we're going to do is we're recording this. And our plan is, is just to still take this as well. And this will become our podcast. Now, Uh, the reason for us doing this is we really wanted to go back kind of to our old days, our radio format, where hopefully we become more interactive. So we've got folks, hopefully you'll be able to either uh, chime in there on Facebook live in the chat room. Mike's kind of monitoring it and I'll go back and forth until I'm uh, cool and get a double monitor system. Um, (laughs) So I can uh, pay attention to it, but um, you can chat with us in the chat room or we're also going to open up. We are doing our show through zoom And we have listed the link to the Zoom link. And what we will do is we will open it up um, in a little while for questions or comments or or whatever. And we'll allow you to to join us uh, in our basically, you know, on our our, uh, Zoom meeting thing. And, you know, I think it's going to be a lot of fun, Mike, eventually. Uh, I well, I think it will um, once we're able to get that up and going and. 
um, you know, invite people to, um, you know, to come in and those kind of things. I, I think it'll be cool. Yeah, exactly. And we also have plans when we're at the track, you know, to do this at the at the racetrack as well. So, um, you know, like a Texas Motor Speedway when we're, we go to the races and some of the other places that we visit and everything. So uh, let us know what you think and hopefully uh, you can part- part- participate with us and get on. And uh, but man, Don, um, this is a uh, this is different uh, seeing you know, everybody can see us now. I mean, you know, it's a lot different than just. It's a lot I'm of pressure. A, a microphone. <laughs> I know. I had to like actually semi put on some makeup and do my hair and stuff because, you know, I didn't want folks to see what you normally see. And I guess I need to kind of back up too because I think when I'm sitting like this, it's a little, my shirt's a little, <laughs> a little questionable, but um, I am. Now, let me ask you, is that a Ross Chastain shirt you have on there? It I can't. It's a Ross Chastain shirt. So it says it takes watermelons to run the wall. And then on the back of it, it's got the, all the information on the back of it from <laughs> that's uh, great from the famous watermelon uh, watermelon crawl. So uh, yes, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> uh, but Mike, so much to talk about. Um, we're not even, you know, I mean, we'll we'll preview Phoenix and stuff. But I know you've got a little bit of audio and stuff too from from last week and all. And then, I mean, we had IndyCar kick off this past week, which my God, we didn't even get the, I mean, they barely dropped the green flag and we go into the first turn and it was like the big one happened. Yeah. The very first lap. There was some big name drivers that were taken out during the race and stuff and huge hard hit there at the beginning. I mean, through a car airborne, it was crazy. Yeah. And that's, that's on a street course there in St. Petersburg, Florida. That's a really nice area down there. I've actually, I've been down there before uh, when they did the course setup. Uh, I was out there one year when they were setting up the course. I didn't get a chance to see the race, but I um, did get a chance to drive on the track, you know, or, or on, on the streets where the track was going to be laid out. And it's a, uh, it's really nice down there. It's a uh, nice, that St. Petersburg, Florida area is a nice vacation destination as well. And, and Clearwater is right down the road as well. Clearwater, great beach and stuff in Florida there in, in the Tampa area. So if, you ever, if you've never been out there looking for a, good vacation destination place to go to that's the place to go especially uh with the um you know catching a race here but you know florida you know we had the any car race at florida but this weekend's the um just want to mention it real quick the nhra is camping world drag racing series is kicking off their uh 2023 season they're in gainesville for the gator nationals and uh they they had a got one round of qualifying in today. They were getting ready to do the second round, and the rain came. You know the Florida rains, the afternoon showers, and washed out the rest of the racing program. But the rest of the weekend looks great in Florida. Um, Dawn, have you heard any um, weather forecasts about uh, the race at Phoenix? I know the West Coast is getting hammered by rain and snow again out in the California area. Have you heard what the forecast is going to be for this weekend? I have not heard or or seen anything as of yet. Now I am. Let me look. I know they got a practice. Um, I know they did a, a a practice at Phoenix, and so they got that done. Um, but I haven't seen much, or I haven't heard anything. But while we're doing the show here, I'll try to take a look and see. Um, maybe I can just pull it up myself to see what the forecast is there in Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, but you know the old saying: if you need rain or you need a a, a storm, just bring NASCAR to town. <laughs> That's true. 
That's true. But it, hopefully it'll be a good uh, weekend of racing this year, this uh, weekend out of Phoenix. And man, there's a lot going on right now, you know, with, between the uh, racing getting going. And, and if you're a college uh, basketball fan, you know, March Madness is here now. And we have the uh, conf- conference tournaments going on right now. And uh, the Big 12's going on. Uh, I'm watching right now as we were doing the show, Baylor women are playing Iowa State and it's tied at 41-41 with seven minutes left to go in the third quarter, but man, they, there's some great basketball going on. It's a lot to watch on TV, a lot, a lot to, to, to take in right now. And it's hard to keep up with it, with it all. Well, I, yeah. I mean, this is definitely a good time of the year for sports. Uh, Mike, I just pulled up the forecast for Goodyear, uh, okay. Arizona. And so tomorrow uh, for Saturday, a high of 78, low of 55, cloudy skies, uh, but doesn't look like any precipitation in the forecast. And Sunday, high of 81, low of 54, sunny skies. So I think as far as race terms go and drivers, that's the perfect forecast for them uh, right there. Not too hot, not too cold. Um, Just nice desert day there in, in Goodyear. So. You know, we're on this Western swing right now for NASCAR. You know, they had the race at Fontana and then Auto Club Speedway, and then they went to Vegas. And and how about William Byron, you know, getting the win there, and now they're in Phoenix. So this is kind of a good time of the year to be out there on the West Coast uh, for, for racing. You know, if you live in that area, you could easily catch all three races. It's it's drivable, you know, from the Southern California. Well, in a normal year, it would be drivable. Yeah. yeah. But when it's snowing and monsoon, <laughs> it's probably not so good. <laughs> you know, what's funny, Mike, is I never understood. And, but I could be wrong because I think now that I think back, didn't Texas used to be the Texas race used to be a part of the West Coast swing sort of, didn't they go there and then they would come back like through Texas at some point? You know, I don't remember. I always remember the uh, the Texas race being in April. Yeah, that's true. Well, you know, it's weird, though, because it was in April, but then there was a time when it was in March. Yeah. And then it, you know, moved back to April again. So um, I don't know why, but it's like, I mean, you would think because it's silly because then they go back to the, you know, back to the uh, southeast coast and, and, and east coast, I should say, because I know yeah. that they'll be racing up in Richmond the weekend that I'll actually be in Virginia. I'm trying, which stinks, Mike, because that's IndyCar weekend here. Um, and I didn't realize that um, I'm going to see Donovan that that weekend. And so um, I'm but I'm going to try and see if I can't get in and, and do the Richmond race while I'm there. And I know you'll be down here covering yeah. the IndyCar race at Texas. But I just always said it was silly that they go back to, you know, uh, up there to towards the Carolinas and that area and stuff for a couple of weeks. Now, I know, I mean, they don't do it anymore because Texas doesn't have a race anymore till the fall. Well, um, except for Coda. Um, yeah, so I guess they'll come back down for that. I don't know. It's just it, it, it's the it, it's always been weird to me. But when we had the April race, I never understood why it wasn't just a part of the West Coast swing. Yeah, it really should have been, you know, but um, but yeah, speaking of the race at Coda, I got my uh, credentials uh, uh, approved and everything. I'm all set to go to Coda and uh, not this weekend, uh, this coming weekend, but the weekend after uh, the uh, races at Coda. And then uh, we go to Texas Motor Speedway the following weekend for the trucks and any car series. So um, then there's a long gap in the schedule for any kind of racing in Texas all the way to sept- we have to wait till September. <laughs> I know it's just crazy, yeah. absolutely crazy. The fall uh, races, uh, 
during the playoffs and everything. But um, anyway. Well, Mike, this last race um, and then through the week, we've had a little bit of uh, different kinds of news. And so, first of all, something that has nothing to do with racing that I wanted to throw out to you because I'm not sure if you saw this. And supposedly, I think it happened in November. I have to go back and look at the story. And apparently, Denny Hamlin had kind of teased about it or talked about it, and it just kind of went nowhere. And then I see a story about it the other day. Did you see that Denny Hamlin got five out of six numbers in the Powerball? No. Uh, <laughs> yes, like like several months ago, and it was his first time to ever play it. Wow, that's that's good luck. Uh, yeah, he you said you got to play it more often. <laughs> yeah, I know that. Um, I saw that they said that it was around fifty thousand or so that they believe he won. Um, and he was talking about how he kind of felt guilty because he knows that there's people that play it, you know, religiously and yeah. um, don't have the means that he has. And here he plays it for the very first time and gets five of the six numbers. I'm like, are you kidding me? I hate you. <laughs> I'd like to have five out of six numbers. I'll take fifty thousand dollars. That'd be nice. You know what? The way that my luck has been going on that thing, I'd just like to get three numbers. Well, um, I mean, it's a, I, I would be happy just to get you know three bucks out of the deal. That would be back awesome. On what you spent to buy the ticket? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it's crazy. Well, when it gets up there, <laughs> we go and you know we we shell out a little bit. Yeah, but I do, I do too. I mean, you never know. Your chances are as good as everyone else's. You can't win it unless you play it. But That's we right. don't we don't play that as much because we forget. But Craig and I have become the old couple um, that are empty nesters and stuff like that. That so usually now we didn't do it tonight, but usually Friday nights, if not Saturday night for sure, because uh, we'll go to the Walmart or gas station. But we are scratch off little whores. Yeah. So and his game right now is Monopoly. He won two hundred dollars. Uh, two wow. weeks ago on it. That's, that's um, pretty good. And then to pay homage to uh, San Antonio, I am the Loteria queen. Yeah, uh, yeah. I love me some Loteria. So I get all, like, all of them. Um, That's a fun scratch off game to play. You know what? It is. And the reason I like it, though, too, is because it takes a while to play it. So I actually feel like I'm getting my money's worth because, you know, it's not <laughs> like I'm just scratching two things and it's done. Um, you know, you got to sit there and scratch and scratch and scratch and scratch and scratch. But it's yeah. fun. Um, now my, my daughter and, and wife, uh, Dixie, you know, Dixie, she, uh, she and my daughter, Courtney love to play the scratch off games and, and we have a little yeah, they're both lucky. And we have a little convenience store down the street here called squeaks. It's a famous little, uh, mom and pop kind of convenience store here in Floresville. It's been around forever. And there's always a lot of, lo they sell a lot of lo lottery tickets here. And there's also always a lot of lucky uh, winners at that place. So um, one of my former students won $500 on a scratch-off ticket there uh, uh, about six, seven months ago. And, um, and she was tickled tickled to death, you know, just to, to get that. But it, it, it's a lot of fun, you know. It is. It's crazy. Um, well, one, I just thought that that was interesting about Denny yeah. Hamlin getting that. And then um, through the week, especially the uh, beginning part of it, a lot of the controversy or, you know, the big talk, of course, was Chase Elliott's missing uh, of the race due to basically, I think, breaking his tibia, I think is what he ended up breaking. And so he's out for like six to eight weeks or something like that. And um, there was a lot of talk, you know, if NASCAR is going to issue the waiver, which, you know, of course they are. They, I mean, the president has been set by them to, to do it. Um, and I kind of want to, I, I made that our poll question, Mike, because I was, you know, I, I did listen and I kind of have a different take than most, of, <laughs> most of the NASCAR media people. Of course I do. Um, 
but my take is generated because of other sports. And, you know, Mike, one of the things that I remember, uh, of course, growing up there and in San Antonio and, and uh, the San Antonio Spurs, back when one of my all-time favorite players ever, uh, who, who's ever played the game, Dennis Rodman, when he played for the Spurs, yeah. I, I distinctly remember Dennis having, because he broke the clause, and that was another one of the big controversies with him in San Antonio, but he had a clause in his contract, I believe, that he was not allowed to ride motorcycles during the season. And and I believe he got caught like on 410 or somewhere on his motorcycle um, and broke the. But I do know of in other sports uh, that they do put clauses into contracts for athletes, you know, certain athletes and stuff about things that they can or cannot do during the season. And there was a lot of talk on, um, you know, people were saying, you know, I mean, give Chase a break. He's. He's a big time ski guy. You know, I mean, it was a freak thing. You could fall and break your leg. Like people were on the radio, you know, talking to Moody and stuff saying, you know, you could trip and fall over your cat and break your leg. That's true. Well, you can, Mike, but, you know, and I'm, I'm going to get your take, but I'm just going to give you mine really quick. I, okay. I think NASCAR needs to, they set the precedent, you know, a few years back, of course, when Kyle Busch broke his both legs. Um, but he, and did, then, he, did, he did that in a racing accident. Right. At Daytona. And there's been some other yeah. things, you know, some other incidences of guys where they've had to use the medical, the medical waiver and they've always been approved. I feel that unless it is a on track incident, mm -hmm. I don't feel like a medical waiver should be given. I'm sorry, but you don't see in the NFL if, you know, if a starting quarterback goes down, you know, three, three games into the season and he's out for the season, they're not giving the team a playoff waiver. You know, <laughs> I mean, hey, here guys, yeah. we're, you know, it doesn't happen. And, and in my opinion, you know, that maybe these guys don't get clauses in their contracts for specific things, but that's where the common sense about, you know, thing comes in. And that goes back to the guys that race the sprint cars that, you know, are racing, um, motorcycles or whatever it yeah. goes back to who was it was it jimmy johnson or who was it remember that had the uh golf cart accident remember <laughs> like broke their arm or their hand or something you know screwing around and they were racing golf carts or something and were screwing around but, <laughs> you know mike that's just one of those things where i feel like you're making the big bucks sponsors are paying a lot of money well, they're counting on you. yeah and I don't feel like NASCAR should just hand you a waiver if you do so, especially if you're out snowboarding on a Friday before a Sunday race. I just think that's stupid. You've, you know, you've been off. It's the third race into the season. You were off for a month and a half. Go get your damn skiing done in the off season. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I agree, Donna. Uh, you know, if you have a case where you get hurt on the track while you're racing, then yeah, definitely get a, You should get a waiver, but if you're doing this on your own time, um, especially if there's a contract, you know, in place that you're, like you said, you know, you're supposed to be there for your sponsors. There, a lot of people are counting on you and everything, and then I don't think they should issue a waiver for something like that. So we'll we'll see, you know, we'll see what happens. But I I have to agree with you on that one. Yeah, I just um, I have issues with it. It has nothing to do with the fact that it's Chase Elliott. I mean, I just have issues in general with it. I don't think it's fair. Um, you know, I mean, 
don't go snow. I mean, and it's not just him. I mean, it's anything. And yeah, I understand accidents can happen, but you know, that's part of life. I mean, you know, guys get hurt in other sports doing, you know, things, but I just don't feel like, like I said, it's not that it has to be something that is contractually done. You know, I mean, that's up to different owners or, or whatever sponsors or whatnot, but I just feel from the NASCAR standpoint, NASCAR needs to come out in my opinion. Um, and and maybe it's next season that they do it or whatever, when they decide to start making and changing rules and just say, you know what, we're going to change this unless it's a medical uh, or unless it's a on-track incident that happens. Um, the medical waiver is, is, is not, ele- you're not eligible for it and just yeah. change it because it, I mean, if that's the case, it's like, okay, well, so-and-so, you know, had a stomach bug and isn't going to, you know, didn't make this race. So no, I mean, <laughs> You know, and or if you're going to start doing that, then let's just take away the rule of you have to run every race or whatever to to be eligible for the playoffs. Let's just take that out and not have that anymore. Yeah, because it's just really stupid to me. It's a waste of time. We all know it's going to get approved. So why even have this? You know, whatever. I, I just I think it's dumb. And I think that NASCAR really needs to. There's so much money being spent by sponsors and stuff in these teams that you know, you just need to make it, put it out there. And, and, you know, if a driver still makes the choice that he wants to go run a sprint car dirt race or something and, um, or go skiing, water skiing or or snow skiing, or go race motorcycles or whatever the hell it is that they want to do, they're doing it, taking a, you know, taking a risk of not being playoff eligible then later in the season, if they get hurt. Yeah. So, Okay, that's my t- my my two cents and my gripe for today. But that's the play. Uh, that's our uh, poll question. Is basically, um, let me see, where is it at? I asked, should drivers be given waivers for non-track related issues? Um, the let's see, the uh, it, uh, okay. So, oh, I guess I need to activate the poll. Um, it's either a yes, no, or depends. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so there you go. Uh, I I say no. But Mike, um, and you say no as well. So yeah. Mike, by the way, I'm looking in the chat and our good friend Louie there from Texas Motor Speedway. Every everyone who has ever gone through the, the cup garage uh there on race weekends knows you, you come in contact with Louie at the gate there from the cup garage to where the to the track, basically. Um and Louie says to let you know to make sure you come by and see him um Indy weekend because he is supervising the Indy garage. All right. Well, but, I'll be there. And you'll have to give him a hug from uh, from me because I won't be there to do it. So, and I'm going to ask him if you gave him the hug. So, <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right, Mike. He's, so, he's a great guy. I always look forward to seeing him and talking to him. So he is. He's so much yeah. fun. Yeah. All right, Mike. I know you have some audio you said from um, from the race weekend and stuff. Yeah. Let's hear from William Byron here. This is uh, this is what he had to say on. Um, Pit road there after the race was over here. Here we go. William Byron absolutely dominated the day, swept the stages, gets the win. I know a lot of people look at this first mile and a half track to look forward to the rest of the season. What did that performance say to you, this team, and your fans? Yeah, just been really confident about it. The group of guys that I have on this 24 team, uh, they work extremely hard, and we spent a lot of time in the off season just going through, you know, running at the the sim with Chevy and, and running on iRacing and just uh, trying to get better as a race car driver. And 
as a team. So uh, it's all about the team. So it's a great pit crew. Uh, thinking of Chase back home. Wish he was out here with us. Um, He's a great race car driver, great teammate. So uh, wish he was out here, but uh, thankful to Mr. H, Jeff Gordon. I know he's watching and uh, this RaptorTuff.com Chevy was, was awesome. I mean, honestly, when we got back in traffic, it was a little bit tight, but uh, we knew we, we knew we had speed. So we just had to have the right things play out and, and Rudy made a good call. So it was good. Great battle with your teammate, Kyle Larson. Then you guys decide to come down and pit. You mentioned your pit crew. They were lights out all day. What do you have to say about them and that call to come down and take two? Yeah, honestly, I, the one pit stop that they had that, that we lost the lead, uh, I slid through the box or slid long and uh, that delays the stop. So that was on me and I knew they could get it done at the end. And Rudy's been under the weather all day. He's got the you know stomach bugs. <laughs> He's been really quiet on the radio, but uh, luckily it worked out there. And uh, just thanks to all the fans for coming out. Uh, always love racing in Vegas, how you move around and excited for the year. All right, William Byron, your winner in Las Vegas. And and Don, you know, uh, how about well, one, two, three finish for Hendrick Motorsports with Kyle Larson finishing second and Bowman getting third. I mean, they're off to a fast start this year. They're looking good. Uh, those Chevy, uh, those Chevy drivers. Yeah, no, they definitely, that was a nice finish for them. Uh, but, you know, there was some guys there, and, and I know you're usually pretty good about having the, the finishing order and stuff. There was some guys where they finished was not reflective of how their race went. Um, I yeah. know like Ross Chassain and, um, and, and Daniel Suarez were up there quite a bit and had really good runs, and uh, there, was, there was quite a few guys that oh, oh but and Bubba Wallace just yeah. ran great all the whole race I think finished fourth I believe yeah, he right? finished fourth uh, Christopher Bell was fifth I have the results in front of me here okay I'll, I'll just give the top 10 real quick Austin Cindric was six uh Martin Trex Jr who was running pretty strong there at the end and even leading some laps there uh, was seventh uh how about Justin Haley finishing eighth and Harvick was ninth and you mentioned Suarez he rounded out the top 10 so uh uh Pretty good race. The uh, I thought the uh, Vegas race, you know, the way they were all over the track, running different uh, grooves and everything, and some guys running high, some running low. Uh, I thought, you know, I love that track out there. It's a shame that, that we can't see that kind of racing at Texas. Yeah, you know, definitely. but but um, it was overall, I was real pleased with the uh, with the race, and I think you know we've had some th th three races, three good uh finishes so far this year i think like i said at the beginning of the show i think we're off to a great start this year for the 2023 racing season well what i think is even better mike is the fact that we've had some hard hits uh, yeah. or we've seen some hard hits and i haven't heard anything uh haven't you know heard any kind of details or anything from anybody about taking hard hits or it hurting more or you know kind of like the the stuff that we were hearing last season so Maybe NASCAR did during the off season get that issue fixed um, and well, stuff like that. Yeah. They claim they they uh, you know addressed it and and we saw um, Larry Mack on Fox uh, on you know NASCAR on Fox there he um, has done a good job explaining the technical side of that uh, the the changes they made and some of the safety measures they put in in place so um, uh, maybe you know maybe it's going to work um, hopefully uh, no one's going to get hurt this year and. And we'll just have to see how it all plays out. All right. Uh, you have more audio for us? Yeah, let's see here. Uh, here oh, let's hear what Kyle Larson had to say. Here's Kyle right. Larson. 
Well, Kyle, Kyle Larson, William Byron's teammate, comes home second today. Looked like you had this thing pretty much in hand and under control. What were the thoughts when that caution came out with two laps to go? Damn. <laughs> but, uh, it's just, I mean, it's just part of you know, cup racing. It seems like uh, count of laps down, lap by lap, and then sure enough, the uh, yellow lights come on. So, um, yeah, I mean, you just got to get over that and then try to execute a good pit stop. And I thought I did a really good job you know, getting to my sign and getting to the commitment line. I had a gap, you know, to William behind me and um, their pit crew must have just did a really good job and, and got him out in front of us. And that uh, gave up the front row to us. So I knew I was in trouble um, with the 19 being on, you know, staying out. Um, I felt like, you know, William was going to get by him. And um, so, yeah, just a bummer that it, we didn't uh, end up the winner. But, you know, all in all, William probably had a little bit better car than I had today. And, um, you know, their pit crew executed when they needed to there at the end. Thanks, Kyle. Yeah, he, you know, he he had a really good car. I, I look for him to get a win really soon here. And within the next couple of races, I think Kyle Larson is definitely due for a uh, a good victory here. Quick. Yeah, I know. I, I totally agree. And I mean, he, it was, you know, you, you just kind of felt for him there <laughs> uh, when the <laughs> cautions and stuff came out because it was like, oh, goodness gracious. But uh, like you said, I mean, there was, I, I kind of read on social media and of course, you know, you had the haters and stuff, the poo pooers that, you know, eh, it was a boring race. I, I have to admit, Mike, there was times when I'm like, oh God, here we go back to the normal, you know, cookie cutter, uh, yeah. mom and half kind of, yeah. Um, but honestly, I mean, there, there was a lot of good racing going on more in the mid pack to, you know, yeah. and stuff. So, and, and again, sometimes that's just the, the things that we miss on TV is, and I, I do want to say really quick, Mike, because this was the week that Danica Patrick came back. And of course, you know, that's always controversial with people because oh, you're either yeah. going to get the haters or whatever. I will say this. I like Danica. You know that. And I always think that she brings something. It doesn't even it's it's not necessarily even sometimes about what she says. It's just a change. You know, having a female voice in there sometimes is just refreshing. But I think Danica brings up great points. And, and you know, you get people in. I, I read the stupidest stuff, Mike. You know, well, she couldn't finish races up in the top, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Why she and Clint Boyer was, you know, yeah. I'm like, sh the the problem I have, I love the rotation of people. The problem that I have is, um, and most of these broadcasters will tell you, you know, I'm sure our friend Rick Allen would say this. I know Doug Rice over on the radio side will say this. It takes a good three, four, five races, sometimes even more to get in sync as a team doing that. And, and you know, because you're working with your producers, they're in your ear telling you you're going to go to the pits. You're going here. You're on this camera. You're on that camera. Da, 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 da. When you're rotating somebody new in every week or every other week, I mean, that just, it yeah. throws off the chemistry completely. So, um, you know, well, you, I think this week's will be a lot. I mean, I thought last week's was good, but I, I really think this week's will be a lot better. I, I think it is too. And, you know, Danica's broadcasting capabilities and um, is have really improved over the years with all the stuff she's done with IndyCar uh, at the Indy 500 and so on. But a lot of people don't realize um, it's a fast-paced, behind-the-scenes setting. Um, there's a lot going on. Uh, I, I, I've actually, uh, our friend Andy Hall at ESPN uh, had set up a, um, uh, for me to do a story a number of years ago at Texas where I got to watch an Xfinity Series race from the tr from the production trailer uh -huh. where the producers and directors are and everything. And um, 
that was really cool. I sat in there the whole race, got a chance to see them make the calls. But, you know, when Mike Joy and Clint Boyer are there, when they're talking, while they're talking in on the air, there's somebody in in their ear telling them things. And, and there's, so there's a lot going on. So you're trying to talk and call the race and you got people telling you, we're going to go to this camera and we're going to go down to the pits. Let's go, 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 you know. Mm-hmm. Hurry up, hurry up, you know, and and uh, Jimmy Little, get ready, you know, you're going on next, and, and it, it's just a fast, fast pace um, setting, and it's really, really cool. So, it, you, it, like you said, it takes time to develop that chemistry with the team that that's on the air for that particular day, and with with Fox rotating everybody out in and out all the time. It's hard to keep any kind of momentum going, really, I think, you know. Yeah. That's why I think NBC has much better coverage. That's just my opinion. Well, I I, I agree. But, you know, <laughs> you know at, the, at the same time, I think uh, those guys as well, though, you know, they've got half the they've got the beginning of the season to be watching the storylines and stuff and, you know, and, and already kind of have in their heads what's going yeah. on. And um, they all hang out together. You know, Rick's told us about that. They they vacation together. They do all kinds of stuff together. So I think the chemistry is just different. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I could be wrong, but I don't see Clint Boyer and Mike Joy hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I could be completely wrong here, but I, I don't see that. But um, Mike, I know you've got to jump here in just a few, yeah. uh, just a couple of seconds. So um, really quick, I know what I wanted to tackle with you for sure is um, it was announced yesterday that the choose rule will now be implemented at all races. So they'll be okay. doing on starting at Coda for the road course races. Cool. I think this is, I mean, to me, I love this, it. That is the best rule that they have implemented. Yeah. The choose rule, it's like its own little. Yeah, it changes things. <laughs> it changes does. Changes the dynamic of the restarts, I think. It does. I think it should be a drinking game. I really do. It's like, uh, <laughs> I mean. Well, uh, I've got a little uh, oh. uh, bourbon here. We can get started now. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Libations. So, uh, right. yeah. Hey, and then, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, and then, you know, you had this week, you had uh, the announcement that uh, the Project 91 car, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, they'll be running that again. And um, oh, gosh, who was it that oh, Kimmy Rackinon is is coming back and, and will be uh, running a race there. And then uh, uh, Jensen Button, yeah. uh, it was announced. I guess he's a big Formula One guy, right? Uh- I believe, I believe yeah, he's yeah and he's coming with Stuart Haas racing um to do three races I believe it is yeah. so um you know Mike I love the crossover thing I'm all about oh, yeah. it. I think it's great for all races well, we saw, you know Travis Travis Prashana you know he did some stuff early on in the season and and it's good to see these guys um coming over from the other series and getting getting involved in NASCAR and racing some of the different series but you know hey if um if, if I don't know what your availability is, Don, this weekend, but uh, maybe we can jump back on here uh, before the race um, Sunday or even after the race is over and do a, a little live recap and get some uh, opinions. Let us know what you think. You know, reach out to Don, put some uh, messages on my Facebook page or your Facebook page, and let us know what you think. And if you'd like to, you know, have us come on and do some, you know, re- recaps and uh, reactions to the race. And I, w- I would love to do this. This is fun. 
Yeah, I would too. And I think Mike, uh, going forward, I think we're going to shoot for Wednesdays for Wednesday okay. evenings. And, um, I mean, and, and if it's easier for folks for us to bump it up to eight o'clock, um, central time, um, I'm sure we could bump up 30 minutes and, and go to yeah. eight o'clock, um, central nine o'clock Eastern time. So, but Wednesdays, I think, is a good day because Tuesdays is usually when things come out, the penalties and that yes. kind of thing. Yeah. So I always like to be able to react a little bit to that. Oh, yeah. That's when they <laughs> hand down the, the fines, usually. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, Judgment day. <laughs> um, and Mike, I, I know we mentioned earlier just a tiny bit of the IndyCar race. Um, we did not mention uh, Marcus Erickson won. So that's the first race. And then, of course, um, he's yeah. from Mexico, but went to school at my alma mater uh, at Texas Military Institute, Pato Award, with a second place finish on the podium there for the first race of the season. Uh, love to see it. And Mike, I mean, I, I, you know how jazzed I get about the Indy car. So, yeah, I know. And then how about Scott Dixon getting third, you know, he started off the season. They're going to have a good year in Indy car this year. I think we're going to see some good races there. And uh, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, NHRA is kicking off their season. And so this is a, a busy time in the year for, for me and you to keep up with all this, but we love to talk about it. We love to hear what you have to say and um, let us know, you know, what you want to hear. And and when we get the drivers on, we'll uh, see what they have to say as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Before we go, Mike, and before you go, um, I know in our Facebook live, folks may not know too much about it, but we we like to bring on our good friend, Bernard Pollard, uh, Super Bowl champion, Bernard Pollard, who, of course, played for the Tennessee Titans uh, in their Super Bowl run. And um, I'm going to do a little video. Uh, and, and so we'll show him this later. But okay. I just think this is fun because people who have been on Facebook live or at least have been friends of mine for however long they have been are pretty familiar with this. So stand by, Mike. Okay. Uh, okay. So if you have followed me through the years, you know that I have, um, that I had this obsession with Tony Romo. And so one of my coolest little things was my little Tony Romo. In fact, he had his own Twitter page for a while until he was a naughty, naughty little boy and got banned. Um, but, um, and actually he didn't get banned. I think it's still there, but I just haven't done anything with it. But Tony Romo, who actually ended up looking like Jason Garrett from, cause he yeah, used to sit like on my Jason. dashboard. Yeah. He's like red hair. Doesn't look anything like Tony Romo. I'm no. sorry. But anyway, so I had a little Tony Romo doll forever. <laughs> well, you know, of course, once Tony was done, uh, Tony Romo doll got retired and to the mm -hmm. shelf. Um, but I found the coolest thing ever. Mike, what, check this out. It's the new replacement. I've got a, oh, man. I've got a Bernard there. Pollard doll. And look how much bigger <laughs> he is than Tony Romo. So, uh, much bigger. You, That's great. Yeah. I, I'm going to have to go find some footage. Number 31. Yeah, there you go. I'm sure I could find the some name on the back, too. Yeah, of him coming around the line. Oh, that's and great. Tackling Tony, but. <laughs> Bernard's a great guy. He's going to love that. The Bone Crusher. The Bone Crusher. What is it? Crush Boy. Uh, what's his. Uh, Crush Boy 31. Crush Boy 31. There you go. Yeah, he. Uh, uh, you know, he, he's, he sent, uh, what's his name? Tom Brady out for a season, I believe, or sent yeah. him out early one time with a, with a pretty hard hit. So anyway, so yes. Um, and so my goal is hopefully we will see Bernard at Texas. He says he's yeah. uh, on the schedule to come see us there. Well, I'll have to get him to autograph. That's um, right. 
So yeah. now I've got the the little Bernard Paul, the little BP doll. There you I'm go. A little Tony Romo, little BP. So anyway, all That's right. That'll be a, a collector's item, Don. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. All right, oh, Mike. Well, uh, well, thanks so much. Run. I hate yeah. to get everybody short tonight, but. No, that's all right. Uh, I appreciate it. You know what? Um, uh, again, let us know and we will check back in. Mike, we'll, we'll look at doing something here this weekend. And Oh, real uh, quick, our picks. Oh, shoot. Okay. I'm going to go for the win. I'm going to go Kyle Larson for the win. My long shot is going to be, um, uh, let me just, I'll pick um, uh, see, Suarez for the long shot. And my really, really, really long shot is going to be, um, I'm going to go Justin Haley. Oh, all right. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll have to come back next uh, next show and explain to our Facebook live listeners <laughs> our picks. What, what Basically, we just pick three people and we say long shot, really long shot. And, the, and half the time it's not. It's just three people. And yeah. sometimes I sneak in five. So that's true. Um, OK, so I wasn't prepared. So I'm just going to pull this out of my uh, buttocks. So, um, OK, uh, Phoenix, you know what? Mm, I'm going to say Kevin Harvick. That's a good pick because he, he um, runs well there. Yeah, he sometimes does. And um, I will say, you know what? Let's let's throw out there uh, Ross Chastain. Why not? I'm wearing the watermelon. Right. So let's say yeah. Ross Chastain. And then my uh, my really, really long shot. Oh, gosh. Intermediate or Phoenix. You, you went Justin Haley. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm going to, I'm going to go Ricky, take the walls down Stenhouse really <laughs> as my really, really long shot. So there the, we go. The former, the former Mr. Danica Patrick, the Daytona 500 winner. Yes. Yeah, right. But so, that Danica's, uh, you know, significant other at one point. So yeah, I, I think, well, think, yeah, he's yeah. married now too. And I think she yeah. kind of moved on to be, bigger and oh, better. Things too, so. <laughs> yeah. So. Anyway. Well, All right, Mike. Well, take care. Let me uh, roll our right. theme, our in- exit music, and uh, we will call it an evening for for tonight. But thanks so much, guys, for joining us. And we'll have a longer show uh, coming up later on, and and when we got Mike for a little bit longer time. So you guys have right. a great weekend. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.